Welcome to Jane Unchained, featuring best-selling author, TV journalist, and JaneUnchained.com founder, Jane Velez Mitchell. In the next few minutes, you'll hear a secret solution to the problems that plague our world. If you want to revolutionize your life, get truly joyful, and jump to the next phase of human evolution, all it takes is one simple choice. Now, here's your host, Jane Velez Mitchell. And good day! We can all live happy, joyous, and free. We can live in a world of natural abundance, where there is no starvation, where there is no horror, but we have to choose that. We have to choose a world of normalized nonviolence if we want a world of normalized nonviolence. We know that there are so many terrible things happening today, violence, mass shootings, and we decry them and we say, this is terrible. It has to stop. It's also an opportunity to look in the mirror and ask yourself, well, where am I committing violence that is unnecessary, that is causing suffering, that is causing pain, that is causing needless death? And as my friend Patty Schenker says, sometimes the answer is right on your plate. Peace begins on your plate, and we kill more animals unnecessarily for food in four to 12 hours than all the human beings who have died in all the wars in the course of human history. That is a frenetic rate of killing, and there is a price to be paid, and it's being paid with our health. We're getting sick. It's being paid with the acceleration of climate change, which is becoming our premier preeminent crisis of our lifetimes because animal agriculture is a leading, many have made a very strong argument that it is the leading cause of climate change responsible for more greenhouse gases than all transportation combined. And so now we look at, well, where do we go with that information? Uh, So now I wanna introduce two incredible people, Maria Salanka and Tracy Childs, who, Um, Tracy is a food nutrition expert who will tell us why it's great to transition to a plant-based lifestyle for our health. And Maria is intent on educating kids uh, in a way that encourages them to be compassionate to all beings. Maria, tell us about your extraordinary project to bring the first public school that is totally vegan to the world, where, how, when, take it away. Thank you so much for having us today and supporting King Charter Schools. Um, well, this is exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to make plant-based education totally free and open to everyone, regardless of how much money their family has. And the way to do that is through the charter school application. And right now we are in the process here in St. Pete, Florida of putting um, the first school together. So we have submitted a first round of application and we are working on the second round uh, coming up with all the edits that the school board has already reviewed our first application. And we think we're going to get this submitted um, this month with an approval in the next 90 days. That is really our target right now. Uh, And just a charter school 101, they are tuition-free public schools. They accept all children, special needs, um, all all kind of incomes. Um, 
We don't accept little puppies barking over there. That's cute. <laughs> um, but we do teach the kids to then love it. I um, mean, one of the com- so charter schools, like I said, are public schools. And basically, in the state of Florida, once you have an approved application, you can take that application to every other county. And by Florida state law, they cannot deny uh, a, an acceptable application. So when we have one application approved, we really want to go through the state of Florida and get these approved all over. Furthermore, once we have them set up in Florida, we want to take this model and help them go to 42 of the 50 states that allow for charter schools. So we really want to help other community. I mean, we've gotten emails from literally all over the world, but specifically in the U.S., like, please open up in Colorado. Please open up in California. Please open up here. It's like, you know, we are, we're a small team of community members, parents, and we're working hard to help everyone else. So they know the process to go through because it's, you know, it's free to apply and then you're funded by tax dollars. And what a lot of taxpayers don't realize is, you know, they're paying taxes to feed these dead animals to the children in their community. And then that in turn creates health problems. That in turn creates violence. So even if you don't have kids, um, as a taxpayer, you know you you want your money to go to compassion. So we're doing this um, for everyone out there. That both the kids that we think that deserve it, the planet, the community members, and of course the animals. Well, Tracy Childs, you can speak to the whole issue of how we are spending billions and billions of dollars, not just subsidizing animal agriculture. The average fast food hamburger would cost $12 to $25 if it wasn't subsidized by the U.S. government, by our tax dollars. But every American taxpayer is also subsidizing the unhealthy food choices that people make because... A heart attack kills one out of every four people. What is the connection between our unhealthy meat and dairy drenched diet and uh, health problems that are so rampant in America? Oh, they're so closely connected. And, you know, it's like, it's the food. We know it's the food. I think people deep down know it's the food they're eating that is causing their ills, causing these problems. But it's really, um, it's about conditioning. You know, everybody knows we should be eating vegetables. Everybody knows we should be eating, eating a lower fat diet, not eating French fries, not eat, you know, not a lot of fried food, not a lot of, you know, bacon. Everybody knows bacon's bad for you. <laughs> but um, for some reason, it's, it's just prevalent in our society. And it's just conditioning. It's just how people were raised, how, what we're conditioned to eat, what, what we think we should be doing socially. Um, you know, all those things play into this that is just causing these um, these terrible things to be happening all over. Everybody, you know, people are being sick. We don't even have a health care system. We have a sick care system. We have a, a system that's designed to take care of people from foodborne illness. Basically, that's what it is. That's what diabetes, heart disease, um, a lot of cancers, you know, can be blamed just on the food. Um, absolutely absolutely you know it's just really good to just think about that and and getting it um what i've talked about i love to talk about conditioning just because that's the way everybody's raised it depends on what your parents are telling you what your grandparents tell you what your school tells you and so especially that like schools that are serving these cancer-causing foods that are known to be cancer-causing especially the processed meats they're pretty much giving people license to eat it, right? When they're serving hot dogs, when they're serving bacon, when they're serving pepperoni. 
their um, and, and processed meats, other bologna, things like that. They are giving people license and kind of like giving it an okay um, by serving it there because people assume that the school is there to teach them what's right and to and a way to live and so that's why we people send kids to school well i was going to i was going to keep it really educating them all wrong i was keeping it real serious and then people started wow. saying on facebook where we're simulcasting where's rico where's rico rico's our mascot and you know teaching compassion is probably the most important lesson you can teach and while we are all taught at least hypothetically to be compassionate to our dogs and cats we need to extend that circle to cows, pigs, chickens, turkeys, goats, and lambs. Getting back to the health issue, we have kids who are developing type 2 diabetes, like adult onset diabetes, at a very young age. You have the obesity crisis skyrocketing with kids. So when people give you a hard time, Maria, when you say, I want to open a plant-based, a 100% vegan public school, and people go, well, how dare you, you know, whatever they might say, isn't the best argument that processed meat is being fed right now to kids and processed meat has been determined by the World Health Organization to be a carcinogen, cancer causing. If you were serving cigarettes to kids in a cafeteria at a public school, there'd be an uproar. You know, parents would be storming the gates, but they are serving officially cancer-causing foods to school children all over America and the world, and nobody says a word. It's like the emperor has new clothes. Can you address that, Maria? Well, you know, you think it would be that easy. Um, we have definitely faced challenges uh, from parents, like uh, posting it in different mom and parent groups talking about the plant-based school. Um, but we also have other things like a trilingual immersion program and more time outside and more movement classes. And so parents saw a few of those other things that like, oh, this looks great, except the vegan part. You lost me at the vegan part. So it wasn't, we have been very, um, we, we've really came up with a game plan. We've tied up with PCRM, who has been phenomenal. Um, Dr. Colin Campbell is supporting us. Um, we have other cardiologists in the area that has been putting on talks for parents to explain what we are doing. I mean, people are just, um, they can be kind of slow to change, but then of course we get so many that are, are really open to it. Uh, you know, the American Medical Association hasn't even been a year. They put out a memo talk, calling basically the USDA um, racist for, Say, suggesting so much milk when 70% of Asians and African Americans are lactose intolerant. And it's like, if you think about that, how much milk they're giving to school age children and these kids are having stomach issues, how are they ever going to concentrate? How are they ever going to retain the information when they're in pain? When we have a headache, can we concentrate? When we have a stomach ache, can we concentrate? When we're depressed from all of the junk in us, can we concentrate? Um, so I think we've, we really came up with this game plan. We have great medical professionals that are helping us by get, putting on free presentations, um, helping us spread the word, helping us there legally. They're, I mean, PCRM, I just can't tell, speak enough at how great they've, they've been. Uh, Let me with jump in. Us. And say PCRM stands for Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine 
many thousands of doctors and healthcare experts who are practicing the plant-based lifestyle themselves and advocating it for others for their health to prevent disease. So that, you know, the best way to cure breast cancer is to prevent it. The best way to cure colon cancer is to prevent it. You can do that with dietary changes. Now, all of this, the charter schools happening in Florida, we've got a caller from Florida, Shannon. Your question or thought, Shannon? I just think this is so amazing. My son um, is going to be nine this week. His name is Vegan Evan. And um, we are, live in Florida, and we're just so thrilled to see that the first vegan public school that's going to lead the way is in our state. And we've met Maria before. She's awesome. We're so excited that she's continued to be persistent with this because I know it's been a struggle. And, um, I mean, the kids rely on us, so this is important. They don't know, and when they rely on us to give them foods that are healthful and we don't, that's an issue. And so this is amazing, and I hope that when others see it, they'll pick up on it too. Thank you, Shannon. And your son is one of the healthiest kids I've ever met. He has the energy of... uh, 20 marathoners and he's been (laughs) plant-based, you know, his whole life and uh, pretty much, and he's just a ball of energy. So let me ask you, both of you, uh, what do you do when parents are afraid to allow their kids to go plant-based because they fear for the kids' health because they are brainwashed and conditioned to think that the kid needs dead animals and dead animal byproducts like milk and dairy to be healthy when indeed it's the exact opposite. Meat and dairy is what's making them sick, giving them the diabetes, giving them the health problems. And of course, the way it's packaged with fast food is giving them the obesity. Where, what, how do we, because parents have to make the shift. I know people who who say, you know, oh, I'll be vegan, but I'm not gonna, you know, I can't risk my kids. And that's such mm-hmm. crazy thinking. Right. Uh, absolutely. You know, I, I raised my kids. My kids are 28, 24. They never had meat their whole lives. I've been vegetarian since I was 17. So obviously the, the pregnancies, everything was plant-based. Um, and, you know, my kids have always done very well. They were healthier than their peers. They, they were on, they visited the doctor much less than their peers. They were sick out of school less, very athletic, very smart, successful adults now. They never had meat, never had a desire to eat meat because that's what they were conditioned to do. And so, you know, I knew I just never wanted my kids to eat meat. I never wanted them to eat it. I knew it was unhealthy. I've known for years. So you just need to do, you need, people need to be educated. I was educated. I was just attracted to this at an early age and learned all about it. And, and that's what everybody can do. Let me jump in because we've got some callers. I think we all know Lisa Carlin from Thousand Oaks. Lisa's calling in. Lisa, your question or thought? Yes. Hi. I wanted to to thank you so much for doing this show. Tracy Childs has been a Food for Life instructor with Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine since 2005. She has been teaching this, and she is one of the most knowledgeable people I know in this field. I, too, am a Food for Life instructor, but my tenure began in 2012, so I'm much newer than she is. 
and Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine, the URL is pcrm.org, has programs, has written colorful brochures that are downloadable that specifically address what to feed children. And we will put that up, Jane. I'll, I'll send you the link and you can add it. Lisa, when you get off, yeah. add it in the comment section. Okay. And we I, have got to get, I, thank you, Lisa, Carlin, you do yeah. so much. I'm going to get one more caller in before we go to the break. Okay, Paige. thank you. Thank you, Lisa. Paige from Columbia, Maryland. Paige, your question or thought? Yes, I think this is so incredible. And one of the things I think that is missing is educating parents how nutrition, I don't know where that dropped out. We're having a hard time hearing you. You're dropping out, but I, I got your question and we'll address it to Maria. Thank you, Paige, for calling. How do we Great. wake parents up? They are conditioned. They are conditioned to believe that they've got to shove these nuggets down their kids' throats when indeed that's what's making them sick. Uh, that's a great question. So I, I don't think there's just one approach. We have to take a holistic approach to all of this. And what, as I said, we're reaching out to the medical community. We've been reaching out to environmental groups. Um, I'm drawing a blank now on the ocean group, but we've put on seminars already in the community for the parents. We've done movie screenings for them. Um, but one of the things that we are doing that I think is the biggest thing right now to get them to come in and try the school is that we're putting forth an amazing application. We're putting forth great curriculum. You know, schools are failing as is. We're putting together a trilingual immersion program in Spanish, Mandarin, and English. Now, if you want to go to a trilingual immersion school, you would be paying about 20000 a year to send your kid to that type of school. So we believe the trilingual aspect will encourage parents, get their interests to say, well, you know, maybe I'll look past the plant-based thing. Uh, maybe my kids will be plant-based at school and they'll eat whatever they want at home. But we we really are putting together a great program. We had gym class every single day. Most of the public schools have it just a couple days a week. I mean, we need we want our kids moving. We're trying to encourage as much outdoor time as possible. It, that will all depend on what facility we're able to fund with um, at the end. But we want them to be out in the garden. We want them to have math class outside, science class. I mean, we're in Florida. We have great weather. So there are a lot of aspects of the school other than the fact that it is plant-based because we know we're not just going to enroll vegan kids. We want all kids to come. We want all parents to come in. And then we have other processes for parents to learn more about it once they are enrolled. We want to continue to have the school focal point of the community, invite parents and community members in to watch a movie, do a workshop, have a, a veg fest there, you know, learn about different products. But we definitely want to share the information with parents. Um, but again, it comes down to we have an amazing board. We're going to have amazing teachers. We're going to have everything about this school is, is just going to be uh, great. So it's not just going to be the plant-based, but we're going to draw them in with other reasons as well. I applaud this because you're saying your curriculum is going to be so strong that people are going to go want to go to your school and send their kids to your school, not because of the vegan issue. Right. That's just sort of like, well, and it happens to be vegan too, because wow, right. the teachers and the, and the board are incredibly smart. And so if you want your child to be able to learn Mandarin and Spanish and English, you know, in this global village we live in, what better way than to 
uh, send them to this school. Now, uh, we're going to take a brief break on Voice America, but we're going to stay live on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jane Velez Mitchell. Please go to that page, check it, like it, and share this video because that's how we're going to change the world. You know, you're absolutely right. The schools are failing. And the truth is, if kids are eating junk, it's harder for them to concentrate. The irony that we're spending billions of dollars subsidizing the meat and dairy industry to the point where the U.S. government has cheese caves. And then they take that cheese and they force it on school children. And the cheese is packed with cholesterol that is giving them, setting them up for heart disease later in life. And then we're all paying so much more in taxes because of healthcare costs. It's madness. And the world is waking up. We're going to be back on Voice America in just a second, but we're staying live on Facebook. Stay right there. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Are you ready for provocative discussions with some of today's most powerful movers and shakers? Tune in to The Art of Significance, featuring Dan Clark, the modern-day Napoleon Hill, who interviews the wealthiest, most successful celebrities and business leaders on the planet who are using their influence to change the world. From authors to entertainers, sports figures, educators to military leaders, Dan covers multiple topics. Tune in every Monday at noon Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in to the Tony D'Urso Show with key influencers for entertaining and thought-provoking weekly discussions with some of the top stars in their fields. From business, sports, and science to entertainment, music, and literature, Tony's guests share their success and give their wisdom. If you're looking to manifest your vision and see how others have done so, be sure to listen to the Tony D'Urso Show every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencer channel the voice america talk radio network is on instagram make sure you follow us and comment on our pictures from behind the scenes at our radio shows live events and around the network we want to see what you have to share as well check us out on instagram at voice america talk radio we don't follow we lead join us the voice america influencers channel You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Welcome back. We are talking about the food revolution, which is underway. This is the moment we are hitting the tipping point. Plant-based is becoming mainstream. And you see fast food companies like Burger King has introduced the Impossible Whopper, which is 100% plant-based at all 7,200 Burger King locations. I urge you to go to a Burger King today and order one. We have gone live at Burger King's Coast to Coast now and janeunchained.com showing people how fantastic they are and, uh, you know, some people would say, well, it's still processed food. Let me tell you something. It's cholesterol-free. All plant-based products are cholesterol-free. 
Why? Because animals don't, animals produce cholesterol. Plants have no cholesterol in them. So plants don't produce cholesterol. So if you're eating something that's plant-based, like the vegan Impossible Whopper, which tastes just like they say, everybody says, the regular meat uh, burger, you're going to get zero cholesterol. That means you're not going to continue on that path to heart disease. Every time you hear a siren, okay, how many times do you hear a siren a day going about your day? Maybe four or five times, two or three times. That's usually not a fire, not a murder. It's somebody killing themselves with heart disease, literally keeling over from a heart attack and being taken to the hospital. I see it all the time in my neighborhood. You hear the ambulances, the fire truck shows up, everybody, and then they wheel somebody out. That person wasn't shot. That person had a heart attack. God, it's sad, but it's true because their arteries got clogged with cholesterol. Cholesterol is what plaque is made of. Plaque is what clogs the arteries. There's no cholesterol in vegetables. It's yeah, that heart disease, it's, it's reversible. It's, it's, a, it's a, almost 100% reversible. It's a totally preventable disease in the mo- for the most part. It's, it's something that people just accept that's part of their reality. They think it's, it's, they think it's their DNA, but it's their dinner, quoting Eric Adams, who's running for mayor in New York City. You know, that's basically what it is. It's, it's what people eat is causing heart disease. And everybody knows it. Doctors know it. But they just think that people need to take a pill instead of eating better. Go on your statins. Yeah, exactly. And the medical community is trained to tell people you've got high cholesterol. Here, take a pill. It's part of the whole system. As Dr. Selesh Rao says, they're factory farming you too. Nobody can make money off a disease that nobody got. And I want to say that again. Nobody can make money off a disease that nobody got because it was prevented by a healthy diet. Are you one of these people who goes marching for a cure for some disease? I, when I lived in New York, I used to see Central Park every weekend, thousands of people raising money and marching for a disease, and they've been doing it for decades. Are the cures coming? No. But are the pill commercials increasing on television? Yes. And are these nonprofits making a fortune on this? Yes. Yes. They're living in their McMansions, patting themselves on the back about how wonderful they are, fighting for a cure that never comes, and getting all these people to give their discretionary income to these nonprofits that are fighting for a cure that never comes while the board of directors and the heads of it live these lavish lifestyles when the average American doesn't have $400 for an emergency. Yeah, see what and all of it is preventable. Exactly. I would, love to, um, I would love to say one thing. Both of you had made comments that were conditioned to do this. And, you know, it's just why do vegan parents not raise their kids vegan? Um, my daughter's five and a half and I've pulled out her books, like leapfrog books, which was pop- popular. And there's like a frog who, when he grows up, wants to be a farmer. He's collecting the eggs from the chicken or he might be a fisherman. And all these happy little fish are caught up on the boat. And it, they we go to the children's museum. And there's a life-size cow for the kids to milk and they put water and a pail under it. And there's a little mini grocery store with little mini shopping carts and there's big steaks 
for them to big plastic steaks for them, whole roasted chicken. Um, so it is indoctrination, total definition. It is total indoctrination. I mean, there's songs where they think it's so cute, where the turkey ran away before Thanksgiving Day, and, and they're laughing and singing about this. But this is starting in preschool. Preschool it starts, and it just continues on. So it's like no wonder why. Uh, as teenagers, they can eat a chicken sandwich while going to the farm and playing with a chick or play with another animal, but not make that connection. Um, and, and it's just because it's it's in all this curriculum, like classes you wouldn't expect it in math class, science class, reading class. I mean, just the other day, my daughter, I, I don't know if it was a PBS game or what. Um, I shouldn't say that because I don't know which game it was, but I heard her there. Like she had to make lamb kebabs on this video game and I just overheard it. And I was like, what the heck is that? Um, but like, yeah, an ABC mouse, another program. It's like, what are our sheep used for? Sheep are used for meat and wool. So this is preschool, preschool that we're starting at. And that's exactly why people grow up. They maybe get the connection when they're 20 um, but then they're, they have this nostalgia from their childhood and don't want to give it to their kids because they, we've been brainwashed. It's, it's just indoctrination. And, you know, the hallmark of brainwashed is you don't know you're brainwashed. Mm-hmm. In other words, the second you think, oh, maybe I'm brainwashed, that's the second you stop being brainwashed. So what we're inviting people to do is to ask themselves, am I really standing up for myself when people get super aggressive and angry and insulted and offended and outraged when you suggest maybe you don't need to kill animals to survive. Are you really defending yourself or are you defending a story that has been implanted on you so that somebody else can make money? Because it's all about the money. Right now, things are changing because plant-based is starting to make a lot of money. Beyond Meat The IPO, the initial public stock offering, is the most successful initial public stock offering since the 2008 financial crisis. A vegan meat company is the darling of Wall Street. And the people who shorted it lost a lot of money. Now, sure, it went way up sky high and then it came back down a little bit to earth, but it started at 25 and it's still at 169, I think, today. That is extraordinary. So now you see everybody going, oh, it's making money. Okay, now I'm going to take you seriously. I see it here. In my own community, people are are taking the issue of plant-based seriously. This is our culture. If it makes money, it has credibility. So I applaud Impossible Burgers in in the Burger King. I applaud uh, the Beyond Meat Burgers in the Carl's Jr., Subway has just announced it's coming out with a meat, a vegan meatball sub. And the list goes on and on. Dunkin' Donuts is doing something. It's, it's happening. It's happening. So do you feel any of that, Maria, is going to help parents feel more comfortable with the idea of their kids eating plant-based because society is starting to say it's okay? 
Absolutely. We already see this shift. Um, so my little activism throughout the week is sometimes I go into the grocery store and I'll notice there's not a product at one grocery store, like a yogurt, for example. Um, so I'll go and I'll order that yogurt and I have to bring in an empty container and then they begin to order um, that plant-based yogurt. And now just in the last few weeks, uh, you see not only that one, but they have three other brands in there and they have all the flavors or three or four flavors from several other brands. You see like the plant-based milk aisle expanding. Um, my neighbor who I would never think will ever be vegan. is like, Oh, I like soy milk and almond milk more than cow's milk. So yeah, all these things are just, you know, when I first went vegan more than 15 years ago, there was like <laughs> not much on the market down here in Florida, but it's expanded so much that it's not such a strain concept and anymore and speaking of florida i was in fort myers florida a place that has a strong connection to my heart because it was my first job and i love the place so much i said i'm gonna have to sell my mg midget and get the heck out of here if i don't have any transportation i'll leave because i just loved it i said i'll never leave here i'll never continue on with my career because it was beautiful there was fort myers beach sanibel captiva so I go back there because, unfortunately, Hendry County has become a laboratory monkey breeding capital, and we've uh, had a lot of uh, uh, campaigns against the laboratory monkey breeding facilities in Hendry County. And uh, so I'm staying at this lady's house who is a lovely lady, Madeline Duran, one of my heroes. She has about 13 rescue dogs. And I said, Madeline, I said, you know, you love animals. I said, it's time to go plant-based. She said, oh, well... And she's really sweet. She's one of my heroes. She said, I wouldn't know what to do. I don't think you can buy anything around here. So I took her to the local supermarket, the closest one. Guess what? They had an entire vegan section. She loaded up on vegan cheese. She replaced her mayo with vegan mayo. The, not that she was eating meat. I think it was more about the condiments and the butters and all that. We got the soy butter, the almond butter, all of that in, and the almond milk. And she made the transition. That's Fort Myers, Florida. And we literally went to the first supermarket we saw. Mm -hmm. So, Tracy, you, do you see the world changing? You've been fighting these. You've been, I don't want to say fighting. I see you've been enrolling people into a plant-based lifestyle for decades. Yes. Yeah, I have. Uh, yeah, when I first started working for the PCRM, with the PCRM, teaching their programs, I remember... Um, the word vegan was new. It really, um, even though I had been vegan since 1990, but it was just something that a lot of people really weren't familiar of. It had a huge stigma attached to it. I was, um, I knew going into hospitals to, to never use the word vegan. <laughs> I knew when I was going to teach classes at those places, um, just use plant-based, um, just talk about health, don't talk about anything else, don't talk about the the environment, don't talk about um, anything, just health and just trying to, you know, actually just get people to shift towards a plant-based diet was huge. So, um, and that was in 2005. And since then, it's, I feel like PCRM has had a huge role in this. They have the 21-day kickstart program that is free, an email program that I, that I promote and then we all promote. We have um, 200, 300 instructors across the United States and, and in the world. And it's just really taken off. It's, uh, I feel like pinching myself sometimes because this is what, this has been my life. I've just really 
always just cared so much about the planet and about animals and about our health. And, you know, but seeing that, you know, yeah, extremes still happening to a lot of people, just the obesity problem, the diabetes exploding, um, you know, I feel like there's just, there's been this divide, um, especially among people who are just not educated. It's like I, said, I mean, you really just need to educate people and, and get out there in the communities and also just reach um, the people who aren't going to hear this unfortunately, because their community isn't doing it. There's no one, their family's not doing it. No one, they've never even heard of it. So just like your friend, Jane, um, you know, she'd really never heard of it. So just the, the explosion, the year of the vegans, 19, uh, I mean, 2019 and um, it's happening. You know, it's uh, Burger King that you're right. That, that those types of things, the plant-based products getting more and more prevalent coming into the fast food is huge because that's going to reach those people. It's all over. Every, every Burger King is promoting it, right? Every Burger King has it front and center that it's a 0% beef Whopper. So that is going to reach those communities and it's going to explode. And then more and more people are going to start learning about this and they're going to be attracted to it um, for their health too. They're going to look into it and they're going to realize that, this is a healthier way to go. Uh, they can meet all their needs. There's no problems. And yeah. one of the reasons why I think it's happening now is because scientists are making the connection between climate change and animal agriculture. You know, you had progressives, people who are calling out everybody uh, for their climate change denial, which they should. If somebody is a climate change denier, um, it's incumbent upon us to speak truth. And yet they are talking about their turkey and Thanksgiving. And um, I mean, we did call out Rachel Maddow on MSNBC. Uh, I watch her all the time. I'm a huge fan. I want to know the latest on uh, the Russia investigation and what's happening in the world. And I do tune in. And then, you know, I saw her one Thanksgiving say, uh, you know, we got a turkey. It was so big, we couldn't fit in the oven. So we stuck it in the grill and we're going to do that every year. And Jane and Jane actually made a video respectfully calling her out and saying, hey, you know, hey, uh, we all know how horribly cruel this is. So we're, we should be taught if we're progressive, if we're feminists. I mean, it's the ultimate, ultimate violation of the sacred feminine. All of these animals are raped into existence in factory farms. So then there's the abduction part. All of the animals are ripped away from their uh, mothers. And then there's the murder and then they're all killed. I covered crime for years. I call it a rape, abduction and murder operation. That's exactly what it is. And then if you look at the environmental impacts, people who are calling themselves environmentalists who are eating animals and their byproducts are behaving, their, their actions are not in alignment with their values. Is Maria, is the, we only have a minute to break, but so think about this, we'll come back on the other side of the break. Is the environmental crisis where people are now starting to see houses go up in flames, houses washed away by floods, tornadoes just wiping out entire towns, hurricanes leaving massive devastation, 500 year storms happening every couple of years in Texas. Uh, and I know that for a fact because I'm on the Rowdy Girl Sanctuary Board and Renee King Sonan, a cattle rancher turned vegan, had to leave 
her ranch and moved to another part of Texas because they kept getting flooded with 100-year, 200-year floods every two years. So she says, I'm a climate change refugee in Texas. So now that climate change is in our face and people and the UN and other organizations, scientists are making the connection between animal agriculture and climate change, is that, especially living in Florida, which is you know, a coastal state to a large degree and will be very impacted when the rising sea levels uh, due to the melting ice caps make the coastal areas uninhabitable if we keep going down that road. Is that part of the equation that is the reason why this first vegan public school King Charter is happening in the state of Florida? On the other side of the break, we're going to discuss that. We are on Voice America Radio. Always want to thank Voice America Radio, our executive producer, Tacey Trump, and A-Rod in the control room for uh, allowing us to talk about this very important issue that you won't hear about on mainstream TV because, <laughs> well, do connect the dots. We'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sustainable success is just around the corner. If you are an entrepreneur, business leader, or anybody looking for their next level of success, tune into Sustainable Success with host Chris Salem. Did you know that the path to success is a long path that started many years ago? The path you started on then determines what is happening now. Chris and his amazing guests in their field will help you navigate the path to sustainable success every Thursday at 12 noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Influencers Channel. It's time to unlock some of the best-kept secrets in health, wealth, and happiness. Are you ready to live your life to the fullest and hear insider tips from today's experts? Then tune in to The Forbes Factor with celebrity TV host and inspirational icon, Forbes Riley. She's a best-selling author and TV fitness expert, and you know her from QVC and HSN. Now she brings her expert advice and guests to the Voice America Influencers Channel. Tune in live every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for The Forbes Factor. We guarantee Guaranteed, it will be the best hour of your week. We don't follow, we lead. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Jane Unchained. To reach the show today, call in to 1 866 472 5795. That's 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email in to News at gmail.com. Now back to the show. All right. We are talking. I'm here with our mascot, Little Rico. And we are talking about the first vegan public school in America. It's called King Charter. It's happening in Florida. I believe what you said, Tallahassee area? Uh, St. Pete. St. Pete. And we're talking to... Maria Solanke, who is the founder, um, I'm sure she has an amazing team, along with Tracy Childs of Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. Maria, what is the reaction in the community? Take us through the various types of people from vegan parents, I'm sure they're thrilled, mm-hmm. flexitar- vegetarian parents, flexitarian, and then uh, what you would call maybe militant meat eaters. 
Sure. Well, you know, being a charter school, it is a school of choice. So it's not like you're zoned for it and you have to go to it, you apply and then you can, you can come to it. So anyone that enrolls, it's, they're going to be coming out of their choice. Um, our projections are to try to reach 108 kids just in year one. And then we grow up every year. Uh, that would only be a K through one in year one. And then every year we add until we're at a fifth grade. Now, generally speaking, when applications are submitted, they have zero uh, intent to enroll. We have about 25 intent to enroll applications right now. We're not even approved. We haven't even been advertising the intent to enrolls. Um, that much just because we still have time to do that. Uh, our focus has been fundraising and completing the curriculum. Uh, as far as parents go, I mentioned a little bit earlier that there are some parents that read certain parts of the school and were like, that was great, um, except the plant-based thing is an issue. So I'm sure that's going to happen. We're not going to be a school for everyone. Just like a STEM school that focuses on engineering is not a school for everyone or a school that's in the art is not a school for everyone. So that's great. We won't be a school for everyone, but I really believe we need the first brick and mortar building to occur. Um, you know, think about this right now. Uh, and we're also tied up with, by the way, Tracy, I didn't realize you were with PCRM <laughs> and I was saying all this great stuff about PCRM, but we have another uh, pediatrician here locally that is a plant actually two uh plant-based pediatricians in the area and you know they can't wait to get their hands on the school because think about this in three years of operation we're going to have not only test results because we have to take florida state standard tests um we're going to have attendance records we're going to have behavior records we're going to have just uh, so much more to put out there to say look pinellas county schools or look at every other county in the world because county schools do not like to change things that quickly. But if we have three to five years of data of what these kids um, health records are, of course, you know, the parents would have to agree to have their kids um, tested and everything. But we have two pediatricians here waiting to do that. And we present this to other counties. We present this to states. Maybe we won't need to open up more King Charters across the county. Maybe the counties will just start changing themselves and incorporating things we have. But if we just give them facts and figures on a piece of paper, I don't think they'll ever listen to us. But when we have a brick and mortar that is running and we show them how we balanced our budget to create these meals and to provide them to the kids and all the benefits, that, that just speaks way more than, you know, just writing it out there. And we have hundreds of kids now to, to show proof of that. Now, Tracy Childs, of course, we have the um, China study that showed that a plant-based diet is the best for human health. And there are many studies now that have documented that. Um, are there studies that focus on kids? And uh, if not, should there be one that tracks kids just the way Maria was suggesting? Now, of course, they don't have to be plant-based at home. So that's going to be kind of skewed. But is there any way to, you know, voluntarily uh, get the stats from the parents of plant-based kids and track that and uh, show parents that their kids would be healthier? Yeah, I don't, I don't know of any studies, Jane, um, but I think that's great. I, I think it's, you know, it's hard. Obviously, you're dealing with a different population. When you do you know, really peer-reviewed studies, you're going to get adults who are willingly going to be trying this for science or for whatever reason. So, or maybe they're doing it for um, their health. But 
with kids, it's going to be a little more difficulty. There's so much, there's so many other factors involved with the parents and with, uh, you know, All right. not there. we're not there yet, but I think we can well, be. There's got to be a way to show, because I think the biggest obstacle to this is this false belief that, oh my God, my kid's going to get sick if he or she doesn't eat dead animals and their byproducts when indeed the opposite is true. What's making them sick, what's giving them all these right. problems. I mean, we did a whole um, series of interviews with the Nelson twins, just beautiful young girls who had horrible acne and they wrote a book about it. I think I gave it away to somebody who was suffering from acne and they had this incredible acne. They went on a healthy whole foods plant-based diet and it disappeared and they have perfect skin now. And they talk about the fact that, you know, th there's so many kids whose lives are destroyed by acne, destroyed. They are socially crippled by this poor, this unnecessary affliction. And, you know, to wit, um, acne wasn't a big issue in Asia ever. And now that they are introducing the sad American diet with the fast food, there are some problems that are very similar to American problems happening in Asia where kids are eating this junk. So how do we get to whoever frames the debate wins the debate. Now we're winning the plant. We're starting to really make some headway on the plant-based uh, meat alternatives, but in essence to win the debate of what is good for you, what is nutritious, what will make you strong, what will make you healthy we have to counteract all of this misinformation about dairy. Dairy does a body good. Dairy's good for your bones. If that were true, we wouldn't have high levels of osteoporosis the way we do here in this country. We have higher levels of osteoporosis than other countries have. And we drink more milk than anybody. No, it actually, uh, and maybe you could address that for a second, Tracy. What does milk do to your bones? Dairy. Well, back to acne, of course, you know, your skin is reflective of your health, your overall health. So when you have a bad acne problem, it, it does probably reflect that your body's not processing correctly. It's, it's definitely, you know, you could have clogged arteries, um, your internal organs aren't cleansing properly. So, so it is, it is reflective of your overall health, but, um, well, with the dairy, uh, you know, my understanding is that there is a good argument to be made that it actually causes the brittle bones, that it that it accelerates the acidity uh, right. that can cause the bones to break down. I mean, I have a relative who I love very much, and she drinks lactose-free milk. I've been trying to get her off that for decades. Uh, first of all, the idea that you're going to drink milk and then remove the lactose, doesn't that tell you there's something wrong with the milk? Absolutely. And uh, she suffers from osteoporosis. And I've been trying to tell her for decades, don't drink that, that milk. Yeah. Try plant-based milks. So, yeah, there's all the studies that show that countries that don't consume a lot of dairy have the lower rates of osteoporosis. It's known, it's, you know, the, the countries, the Northern European countries, our country, they have, we have the worst rates of osteoporosis and we drink and consume the most dairy products. So, so why we're putting this message out there that milk does a body good or it's good for your bones um, doesn't mean anything. So it really has to do with the protein 
Uh, it's acidic protein. Um, and it's just our overall diet too. Not You don't have to just focus on the dairy, but also focus on the amount of meat that we eat. It's acidic to the bones, it's acidic to the body, and it can just cause um, your body to need to get that calcium that it requires to neutralize all that acid in your blood you know, from your bones. It's basically stealing from your bones is what's happening. So over the years, it doesn't happen very quickly, but that's why we end up with osteoporosis when we've been eating this way for so many years. And two things I'd like to see people explain very simply is the connection between dairy, meat, dairy, and diabetes and the connection between meat, dairy, and brittle bones. Those are two sort of nuanced conversations that require a little couple more steps, as opposed to just saying processed meat is cancer-causing. Maria, let me ask you this. Are you thinking at all of maybe having films? Like if you showed parents in your community and had screenings of what the hell, mm-hmm. cowspiracy, forks over knives, vegetated, and uh, other documentaries, uh, we, Jane Unchained has just finished one, and we would love you to show it as well. Um, do you think that that might help the parents in the area go, aha, because those are some of the films, and obviously Earthlings is the big film uh, that has changed so many people's lives, but those other films have really appealed to people's desire for health, desire to be environmental, uh, etc. cetera. Sure. Well, you're absolutely right. And we have been like, as I stated, we are a small group. We we are uh, seven board members and we have volunteers that come in all everyone works full time and does this as a volunteer. So we have done moving screenings in the past. We have done um, seminars. We've did a whole um, eco carnival for the kids. Uh, We've tied up with other organizations like Florida Voices for Animals and they do the Tampa Veg Fest and um, We've tied up with, like I said, the different physicians who have put on workshops and and talks for parents. So that is definitely things that we we try. But, you know, just keeping in mind, we have only been working on this for less than two years. So the amount of work we've done in less than two years is, you know, a great deal. We will continue to do it and try to reach out to parents. But, um, you know, you were asking before you went to break if, because of this, all these climate changes and effects from this, are, are parent people waking up? And um, as positive as I like to be, it's it's not moving that fast. I mean, we have red tide here in Florida, which is so bizarre because everyone knows that this. So the red tide is this algae that takes the oxygen out of the ocean. And it becomes so toxic that you can't breathe. So if you have asthma or any lung conditions, you shouldn't go to the beach. It starts killing the fish. There's thousands of fish that wash up on shore and um, other animals from the ocean. And they all know that it's coming from fertilizer, from runoff from the lake. And it's coming from fertilizer. But my gosh, I literally hear people say, well, it's the sugarcane plantation because the governor has a connection to the sugarcane oh, well, plantation. Let's not get into politics. We yeah, all know that it's animal agriculture, it's fertilizer. An- yeah, it's right. Feces, it's animal feces. <laughs> right. I know exactly what you're talking about. When I was in Fort Myers last, we couldn't go swimming because there, the Caloosahatchee River brought in uh, an algae bloom and, and people weren't allowed to go in the water. Is that right. good for business, Florida? Heck no. All right, guys, we're out of time. I want to thank you. I love this idea. The world's first vegan public school coming to Florida. 
And I want to thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Maria. Get some information about it. Be a part of the solution. Go to uh, King Charter. I have it, and I'll put it on the in- the intro. You can actually get involved and start a vegan charter school in your own community. Let's do this. See you next time. Thank you for tuning in to Jane Unchained. We hope you'll join Jane Velez Mitchell for the next edition of her program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Meanwhile, have a peaceful week.